0: hello what's going on jonathan what's
1: going on
0: not much man you ready to get this laker talk slash rams talk started
1: yes are we recording
0: yeah we're recording right now
1: okay uh,
0: okay right. what's going on laker nation it's your boy big baby jonathan this is this big baby jonathan sports podcast show I have a very special guest jonathan what's going on man
1: hey what's going on big baby it's a pleasure to be joining you tonight
0: Yep, same here, man, and uh, let's dive into it. Uh, So, give me your thoughts overall about the Rams' offseason so far. Give me your thoughts about that.
1: Well, I like that they kept uh, Dante Fowler. I think he's a big piece in their defensive front. Uh, If you remember, he had a big play against the Saints where he uh, deflected the football, caused the football to be deflected by a throw made. Uh, by Drew Brees and so I think he's a critical piece I think it's good to uh, see him back and I also like Eric Weddle this guy is a veteran Uh, he's been around the league for some time now and he gives you stability in that secondary that's something that the Rams really needed because they lacked in that secondary and you know it was uh, very hard to watch if you are a Rams fan and see your secondary get torched the way it did last season by a number of teams. So I think Eric Weddle will definitely be uh, an important piece, and I think his presence will be felt as soon as they take the field next season.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on those, man. Eric Weddle is going to bring a big part of the veteran leadership there. Um, Dante Fowler Jr., man, he's a beast. And it's gonna be very interesting to see what the Rams do if they lose Indominus. Do you want Nomakinsu back?
1: I would like to get Nadonakinsu back, but I think I think that'd be hard. You know, uh there's a possibility that they could get him back. Uh hopefully they do get him back because I think he's also a factor defensively. you have him and Aaron Donald together. Man, you got a uh a, a dominant force in your defensive front. So, I think the Rams would like to keep him, but it will be very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be very difficult for the Rams to keep him, but I'm a L.A. Chargers fan, so I wouldn't mind him being on my team.
1: Yes, and there's rumor that he could land with the San Diego Chargers. And you know what? That might be a you, you, suitable
0: fit for a, you. you mean the L.A. Chargers?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake, yes. You're good. Uh, and, you know, that... Right, like a suitable fit for him. Reason being, is because the Chargers are not far away from contending for a Super Bowl. No. They have their defense in place. They could use one more piece, and that could be Ndonick and Sue. They already have Ingram. You know, they, they have a, a great defense that a lot of people underestimate and didn't take seriously last season. Uh, I think they just you know, crumbled at the worst possible time last season. And I think this season was more of a learning curve for them. I think next season they could be in serious contention for a Super Bowl. And with Nadonik and Sue, that just makes your chances that even even that even greater.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on those ones, man. Miley Charles had a good year. But we ran into the Patriots once again. The reason we haven't won a Super Bowl yet is because we always run into the we always run into the Patriots. And also, if the Chargers get in Dom Katsu, our defense is going to be one of the best in the league. We got Derwin James is a beast. Joey Bosa. And we also picked up Thomas Davis from the Panthers. So that's going to be really talented. And you know what we need to do, start doing? Executing when it counts. Not in the regular season. When it counts the most, the LA Chargers struggle when it counts the most
1: yes I couldn't agree more I think Phillip Rivers is a very uh, underrated unappreciated quarterback he has the numbers but no one really pays attention to those glaring numbers Uh, this guy gets ignored by the masses and I think he's okay with that I think he's okay uh, with being under the radar you know I think that takes the pressure off of him. He's not really playing with a heavy burden on the shoulder, and he can go out there and really, uh, you know, show everyone what he is made of. As what I think is a fr- who, who I think is a franchise quarterback.
0: Yeah, Phil Rivers is a franchise quarterback. I love his passion and game. But what really makes me mad is that they're predict- The Chargers are very predictable in the playoffs every time, man. I knew everybody's picking the Chargers to beat the Patriots, and, like, we're going to get blown out. Look what happened, 48-28. That's still in my memory, and I want that memory out of my, my brain for next off season. man. I want to win the Super Bowl. Here's the thing, though. Do you think the Chargers and L.A. Rams will ever meet in the Super Bowl in their time in L.A.?
1: It seems feasible now because both of these teams are, stopped, are stacked to make a run for the Super Bowl. So, that question is a logical one. Now, can they get past the teams uh, in the playoffs? That's another question. Because you got to remember, everyone in the AFC has gotten better, it seems. You know? You have a a Cleveland Browns team now that turned into instant contenders, it seemed, overnight. Uh, You have... The Kansas City Chiefs, they're now in the Patrick Mahomes
0: area.
1: You have the Jets, who's gotten better, even though they still don't have a quality offensive line to protect someone like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, You know, you have a number of teams in the AFC that can be a roadblock uh, for the Chargers. And in the NFC, it's it's up in the air for the NFC. And I, I, I think the Rams could definitely get back with the team they have. And now that they have uh the acquisition of Eric Weddle, uh I think they could really um uh, make a run for it once again and hopefully um, uh, you know, be crowned champions. But uh to answer your question, I think we're close to uh, L.A. versus L.A. Super Bowl. I don't know when. I can't, you know, quite predict the future. But the way these teams are built, uh, anything is possible.
0: And and speaking of that, how was your how was how, what was your thoughts when the San Diego Chargers moved from the L- to L.A. to the Chargers? Did you like it? Or you didn't really care.
1: Uh you know, I thought it was mainly a move uh, because of corporate greed. I think. Uh, Dean Spanos thought maybe by moving the team to the LA market that they will be able to uh, flourish and have a, a better chance here in LA. I think he might have thought that the fans would rally around this team and that you know there were more Charger fans in the LA market than uh, there were Raider fans or Rams fans. As we all know that's not true. I think that's the reason they moved here. Uh they knew that a new stadium was going to be built and they were uh quite frankly tired of playing it uh what's the name of that stadium in San Diego?
0: Qualcomm Stadium.
1: Yeah, they they you know wanted to get out of that uh stadium and they wanted a more modern uh stadium to play in and they got that in LA. So that was one of the reasons they moved uh, to LA. And another reason was, well, uh, again, it's, it's all about money. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they feel that they can, uh, you know, generate more revenue now that they're in LA, but the, the the problem's been uh, is that they can't seem to lure fans into a soccer stadium uh, to come out and watch you know there's not as many Charger fans in LA as there are in San Diego and I felt like the team should have stayed in San Diego because you gotta be loved fan base out there and you deserted them for another city that don't really love you like you think you love them and so you know, this move to me at first was a little baffling, but when you uh, look at it from a financial standpoint, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it does, man. But uh, I think once we start winning, man, there's going to be a lot of more Charger fans because this team is very underrated, like you stated, man. And I, li- I kind of liked how we were under, like people were sleeping on us. And then once we got serious, people were like, oh, these Chargers are for real. So I kind of like the underdog mentality. But uh, let's switch topics to some Lakers talk, man. Now, what is your whole thought process of the whole entire season?
1: Uh, In one word, uh, disaster. A disaster. Uh, It didn't go as most had anticipated, I don't think. I think everybody thought... With the addition of LeBron that the Lakers would uh, easily earn their way into the playoffs and it didn't go that way I think a lot of people felt that one superstar was good enough to make a a deep playoff run but this team uh, need more pieces and LeBron, as the older he's getting, he can't do it alone. His body is not allowing him to do what he used to be able to do. You know, he's getting older. He's uh, gradually exiting his prime. And he's not as explosive as he was a year ago. He's a step slower. We saw that this year. You know, so the guy can't do what he used to be able to do. The Lakers restricted his minutes because even they know that well yes he's a veteran but he is not you know that same superstar you know he's aging he's uh you know uh his body is changing you know and the lakers are going to have to uh this off season Bring in a shooter to play alongside LeBron.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that one, man. Um, the season was a disaster, disappointing, irritated, angry, because when we got LeBron, all me he's a fan, West Conference Finals, easy, we we're going to improve. And then, to be honest, man, it's, it's the coaching. It's the coaching. It doesn't work. That's just that simple. What do you think? Do you think the coaching style works for this team with Luke Walton?
1: Yeah, I think there's plenty of blame to go around here. I think the coaching staff is at fault. I think the front office is at fault. I think the players are at fault. But if you want to point the finger in one direction, you got to also point it at Luke Walton because there's a number of games that the Lakers could have won. They lost. And most of these games that they lost, if you've noticed, I know you you have, they lost in the second half. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with Luke Walton's inconsistent, and we talked about this before, inconsistent rotations and his poor substitutions.
0: And Luke Walton, man, is so predictable, man. It's, I would, just, I'm not. He, he
1: is. Yeah, he is. And you know his system is so bland, it is ineffective, and like you said, it's not working for this team.
0: Because there's a lot of Laker fans on Twitter saying, "Oh, give Luke time." We don't got time. We got only four years, three years left after with the problem. We, we don't need we need we need to start winning and bring championships to LA. And a lot of questions, real quick. A lot of Laker fans still miss the Young Court. Do you miss D'Angelo Russell, Julius
1: Randall, and all that? Yes, I do. I, I miss them, and I miss them because you're seeing what they're doing with their respective teams. They are, you know dominating in their own right they have gotten faster stronger better and you know they play uh, like they're hungry and determined and you know it, it just seems like after they left the Lakers they gotten better you know and that's not to say they're trying to prove anything to the Lakers. It's just showing us that they've grown as players, you know? And also, you know, sometimes you can give up on a player too soon, and you later regret it when you see how well they're playing someplace else. D'Angelo Russell, to me, had a breakout season with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, he played like the point guard that everybody thought he would be in L.A. And if they had given him some time, he could have developed into that point guard because he he surely has with the Brooklyn Nets. Then you have Julius Randle, who's gotten better in New Orleans. Yes, I get it. New Orleans is not that great of a team. They're awful. You know, Anthony Davis wants out but Julius Randle is, you know, to me he has all the attributes to be a superstar in this game and we saw that last season when he was in a Laker uniform he had some great games last March around this time and, you know this guy is just a, a wonderful player, he's you know, he got a nice mid-range jumper. He hustles. Uh, You know, he plays the game hard. You know, he, he fights uh, for every play. And, you know, he gets it done. And that's what you want. You want a guy who can produce. And Julius Randle can produce.
0: Yeah, he can produce, man. But I think that that they, when Julius left the Lakers, um, Larry Nance, Clarkson, Russell, I think they took it. Uh, personal when they got shared from Lakers, and they improved from that, and you noticed every time Julius Randle played the Lakers, we'd always be talking mess to the Lakers bench. Every time he would score, he would look at the bench, so he he took it personal, and he is improved, but without those moves, getting rid of all those young assets, it would be no LeBron, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you have to take a risk to get to where you want to be, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but, how, but let me ask you this question. How do you think if you had Julius Randle, if you had D Russell, and you had Kyle Kuzma, and the guys that you have now. How do you think this team would be? Do you think they will bode well?
0: With the are you talking about with LeBron on the team?
1: Without LeBron.
0: Oh, most definitely we would jail, but we probably would be at eleventh or twelfth seed. We would improve, win, we improve on wins, but we wouldn't make the playoffs because we need that superstar.
1: Right, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. But do you think we could have waited another year to get that superstar?
0: No, no, because Jim Buss was messing up that franchise and Genie had to make a move. And speaking right. of Genie Buss, what is your thought process about that report from Rick Buker saying the Lakers were considered trading LeBron? I don't believe it one bit.
1: You know what? They say, you know, that's the, that. Let, let's go back to that old saying where they say, can't believe everything you read or hear
0: yeah
1: you know and some of these reports that come out nowadays they're just click they're just clickbait that's it you know they're just to uh, try to uh, trap the reader catch someone's interest and a lot of these you know titles are just eye-catching and everyone clicks out of curiosity to read what the report is saying you know, I don't know what to believe. I, I do find Rick Buecher uh, a credible NBA guy. You know, this is a guy who's been in the business for many years. Uh-huh. Uh, he knows his stuff. Uh, normally, his reports are accurate. Uh, he, you know, he's been in the business. He he knows uh, journalism really well. And I respect Rick Buecher. Again, I find him credible. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It don't make sense to me. Why would Genie Buss even, you know, uh, why would Genie Bus and Magic even talk to LeBron James and, you know, uh, sign him to a contract if they're going to trade him?
0: You know how bad? You know? Yeah. Um, I respect Rick Beaker's uh, sports reporting, but. He said, I remember, he said that uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron were going to go to Chicago. to a deal. Next day, LeBron to Miami. He all said about Kobe. We'll never play another game for the Lakers. Again, I remember that. And he's he retired the Lakers. So kind of don't believe some of his stuff, but some stuff I do. Also, if we traded LeBron, you know how bad that would look on the front office? Getting rid of the young guys. Getting LeBron for one year. That would be the most panicked move the Lakers ever made in their history, in the organization, if they traded LeBron. You know
1: what I mean? Yes, Yes, and and that that would be be, that would actually be the dumbest move ever (laughs) as you just uh, pointed out and you know they wanted a superstar and you know LeBron is going to be the staple for this franchise, no question about it you know you, you have to build around LeBron James, you don't you don't trade him to bring in new talent and fresh blood you build around him and you get those quality superstars who can gel with him and who's willing to play with him and who can shoot the basketball that's what the Lakers really need shooters and they also need perimeter defense they need a a player who can tighten up defensively and you know uh, get a hand in somebody's face and, and, and guard someone. That's what they need. Yeah,
0: they need somebody like a Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard was on this Laker team with LeBron, with the team that we have now with Brandon, Egram, Kuzma, Lonzo, that team would be scary. Because Lonzo's... Everybody's sleeping on Lonzo. Okay, what is your overall thought process about Lonzo's second season?
1: I thought Lonzo improved a lot, especially defensively. Uh, he's gotten better. Uh, you know... I guess he was tired of the criticism so he plays more aggressive now Uh, you know he's assertive and you know he just to me he showed you uh, what he can bring to the table uh, each night now he's not the best shooter around you know Uh, he has a hideous shot you know we all know that but the way he's played defensively, that's what the Lakers need, because that's what they lacked, and they need someone with quick hands, and he has that and they need someone who can, you know uh, force a turnover and someone who can get out in transition, and that's one thing that Lonzo Ball does well, he gets out in transition, he makes everyone around him on the floor better because he's a playmaker and I think when magic drafted him that's what he saw in him you know that this kid is a playmaker he's like he's like uh, 76er star Ben Simmons the guy is not the best shooter but he could make plays you know and and every team needs a player like that who can uh you know move the ball efficiently And who can space the floor? Lonzo Ball can space the floor with his ability to uh, uh, be a playmaker and and, and, uh, distribute the basketball. And that's what I like. And I think, again, he's improved on so many levels. And that only means that uh, he can grow more and he could uh, uh, be better by this time next season.
0: Yeah, Lonzo Ball improved tremendously on defense. And his offense improved a lot, like driving to the rim. That game when he got injured, I knew he was going to be out for the season. And also, real quick before I get up on here, do you think Lonzo Ball would be a Los Angeles Laker next season?
1: Yes, if he plays at this rate, uh, if he, once he comes back healthy, of course. Uh, if he plays at this rate and he uh, continues to be, uh, you know, efficient on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, he'll definitely be a Laker. I don't see why you would uh move him. Uh not everyone's gonna be a great shooter, but they could be uh good in another department. And that's what we're seeing from uh Lonzo Ball again. He's a playmaker and <clears throat> you need you need a guy who could uh could uh make plays with the basketball and that's what he's doing. So I, I think he'll be around next season. I think Magic would uh keep uh, him with LeBron uh, and I, I think uh, you go from there but I definitely see Lonzo Ball coming back next season to be a like.
0: I'm going to be honest with everybody listening later uh, he's going to get traded you know why? Because of his daddy because of the daddy hmm. opening his mouth saying that who's running that franchise Magic Johnson like, you know how he's on Undisputed talking that nonsense so he's going to get traded in my opinion but uh you still there yeah
1: well i feel if he if if his dad uh was so much of a distraction to the team i feel like magic would have made that move this
0: season yeah i, I agree with you on that one man but all right Jonathan thanks for coming on big baby johnson sports podcast do you want to go ahead and give your social media a shout out man
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, you guys can find me at sportsjudge 85 on Instagram and also sportsjudge 85, Twitter, the same thing. And you can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, find me at uh, Jonathan Sports Judge Mathis. You can find me there and uh, we can chat and we can be buddies.
0: All right, appreciate you coming on, man. Talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: All right.